Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Know this, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Well, we're going to find our text in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Simply because that really kind of gives us a summary of God's gifts. So we'll be in 1 Corinthians 12, and I entitled this message, Imagine This, Gifts. (laughs) I think we've all seen people with incredible gifts, right? Things that they do better than, well, anyone else does them. Maybe they're real athletic, you know. When we were going to school, wasn't there those certain people that didn't matter what sport it was, they just seemed to be good at all of them, uh, you know, just, and people, other people have different gifts uh, in their life. So just naturally gifted. Uh, a gift is defined in a dictionary like this, special abilities, special capacities. It's a natural talent, you could say. Yes, there are those who have natural talents or gifts, all the way from something insignificant, like the guy or the girl in school who could blow a a, a bubble with bubble gum as big as a beach ball, okay, Uh, all the way to the the class Einstein, you know, that's the the rocket scientist, you know, we all had those in school where they, they got straight A's and everything, they just seemed to understand and figure everything else out. Let's face it, some people are just gifted in certain aspects of life. You know, Tom Brady just won his seventh Super Bowl. He's now called the GOAT of all NFL quarterbacks. GOAT meaning the greatest of all time. Uh, Yes, some people are known for other things like Claudio Pinto. He pops his eyes out of their sockets well over an inch where he can literally just push his eyes and they come on. You ever seen anyone to do that? I mean, it's like, it's so creepy looking. Their eyes, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, it's like out of a horror flick or something. But this is what Claudio said himself. He said this quote, I can pop my eyes out four centimeters. It is a gift from God. I feel blessed. It's like, that's a stretch. It's like, uh, yes, the world is full of people with all kinds of gifts and talents. And maybe you're one of them. Maybe you have something that really sets you apart, that you're just better than everyone else. Or maybe, well, you don't. But know this, God has purpose for each and every one of us. For God is the one who enables us with gifts and talents. He enables us with those things. He wants us to have them. But even if you're lacking specific talents, 
Know this, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Do you see the difference of that? See, it's like God has a calling for each and every one of us. So he'll qualify you for the calling that he's given you. You think, well, you know, I, I don't know, Pastor, I just don't, I, I, I don't have gifts and talents. I just kind of get through life. I, I don't know how God could use little old me. But see, if you've come to know Christ as your Savior, you have a calling in your life. And God will qualify you to do things that you would not normally be able to do. See, that's the whole point. God will give you the ability to do things that you wouldn't normally be able to do on your own. So tonight we're going to see how God makes his gifts available to us, to you and me. It's only by the gifts that God has freely given to us that we're able to accomplish his plans for us in the here and now. So understand, God will never ask us, are you ready? Are you getting this? Are you following me here? God is never going to ask us to do anything that he will not give us the ability to accomplish. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm so worried. Oh, God, I got anxiety. God's going to ask me to do something and I'm going to freak out and blow it. Uh, uh, Hold on. God's not going to ask you to do it if he's not going to give you the ability to do it. See, that's the whole point here. And that's where by faith, when you just roll with it, you just go with it. It's like, I can't do this, but hey, if God wants to put me there, I don't know how many times I've been asked to do things. I'm like, okay, you obviously have the wrong person here. Like, why am I here? You know, it's like the time that, you know, God wanted me to speak to this guy, you know, about him. And it's in a situation where, I'm starving, and I don't have any money. And this guy asked me to go to lunch with him. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, this is kind of weird. I'm starving. I'm like, Lord, what am I going to eat for lunch today? I'm working on a construction site. I mean, this is me years ago. I'm working in construction. I'm, I'm laying a floor in a house. And, and the superintendent's like, hey, do you want to go to lunch? I'm like, uh, I would love to go to lunch. But I said, hey, I just got to be honest with you. I don't have any money. And he goes, well, I'm paying then I'm going. (laughs) It's like, hey, we got something in common here. You want to take me to lunch and I'm hungry. Okay, so man, we're good. I'm golden. So I'm not thinking anything is bizarre here other than the fact that, well, I was just kind of praying, Lord, I need to eat and I don't have any money. And so I'm going to lunch with this guy. We sit down. I'm thinking we're going to McDonald's or something. Oh, no, he wants to go to Black Angus. I'm like, are you serious? Like we're going to Black Angus for lunch? And so, you know, of course, I don't want to ever take advantage of somebody when their kindness is being rolled out. So, you know, I get the menu and I'm looking at the little baby burger in the bottom right-hand corner. You know, it's like, I don't want to, you know, take advantage of the guy. So I'm looking at the, the little baby burger. So, you know, he orders and and then I go to order and, and, and you know, and I said, yeah, I'll have the, uh, the small burger, you know, here, you know, this lunch special down here. And, and he, he looks at me and he goes, hey, if you're going to lunch with me, I, I will be offended if you don't get the prime rib. Well, you know, <laughs> I, hey, I don't want to ever offend anybody, okay? That's not my... That's not my goal in life. I'm like, well, okay, well, hey, well, I'll have the prime rib. <laughs> it's like what he says, you know. And so I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is so weird. This is so bizarre. I'm like, here I am 20 minutes ago thinking... 
Lord, what am I going to do for lunch? I don't have any money. I didn't bring a lunch with me. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm literally looking in my work truck for change that came out of my pocket. I'm like, what am I going to do? And it's like, all of a sudden, I'm sitting in Black Angus for lunch and, and ordering prime rib. And I'm just like, this is okay, there's something. This is like, this isn't normal. This isn't, you know, and the guy's telling me, goes, oh, man, I'm just so happy. I'm like, why? Well, you know, I just found out, you know, my insurance rates have dropped in half. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, get this. Me and my girlfriend just happen to have the same last name. We're not married. We're not planning on getting married. But the insurance company thinks because we have the last name that we're married. So they're giving us the married rate. And I'm just like, he goes, isn't that great? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, the Holy Spirit is going, well, you should tell him that I know he's not married. And I'm like, can I tell him that after the primary? <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I don't want to blast this guy with the truth right now. It's like, he's going to like, hey, get out of here. No lunch for you. No soup for you. And so I'm just like, I literally was sitting there thinking like, oh, oh, I, I like, you want me to tell him right now, Lord? I mean, the Lord's like, you tell him that I know he's not married. And I'm just like, my chest is beating. And I'm just like, uh, 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 you know, and I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, this isn't going to be good. This is not going to be good. And I mean, I'm just thinking, this is so weird. And I just said, you know what? I, I need to do what the Lord wants. And, you know, I'll, I'll go with no lunch. And I just said, hey, listen, I, I just want you to know I'm a Christian, you know, I, and, uh, I really sense right now that God is telling me to tell you that he knows you're not married and that you're living in sin. And <laughs> I blurted out there, and he's like, really? For the whole lunch, I got to share Christ with him and just share how much God loves him. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. I'm just like, what is the chance of that happening? Like the whole thing was weird and bizarre. And afterwards, I'm just like, wow. Now, he didn't give his life to Christ, but he goes, man, you have given me so much to think about. Thank you so much for sharing with me. I mean, just like, wow, who would have thought? And I mean, I was just a young Christian back then. And, and yet, but look what God did. That's just crazy. You never know how God is going to use us. You know, let's not forget what Jesus said in John 14, 11. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also in greater works than these shall he do because I go to the father. Jesus is saying, look, I'm going to be gone. So I need you to continue the work that I'm doing in even greater works. Uh, yeah, right, Lord. Let, let us do the works of Jesus. Okay, that's right. I mean, I'll just go in there and butcher it all. But God's saying, no, I'm going back to the Father. I want you to continue the work. You. Every one of you, I want you to continue my work. You are going to be my representative where you work, where you live. Crazy but true. So tonight, we're not looking at any natural gifts like sports gifts, uh, you're gifted in football or basketball, or cooking gifts, or technology gifts and skills that have to do with computers and whatever, but rather we're going to look at all, not all, but at some of the gifts that God has made available to those who believe in him. So let's consider our first point, the facts, as we read together, starting in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll start with verse 1. It says, now, concerning spiritual gifts. So again, we're not talking about just natural gifts that we would have. 
spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. I don't want you to not understand this. Verse 2, you know that when you were pagans, not walking with the Lord, you were led astray to the dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Let's stop there for a moment. So first off, let's look at the facts concerning spiritual gifts. The word used for gifts in the original language is not even there. It's not even there. You were thinking, no, it's right here in my Bible. But see, that's why in your Bible it's italicized. Why? Because it's not in the original language. So what he's really saying here is that the gifts are really just us being under the control of the Holy Spirit of God. To me, this is incredible. For every time that we're exercising a gift of God, what we're really doing is this. We're just allowing the Holy Spirit of God to literally literally work in and through us. This is the only reason that we can accomplish the unbelievable in any circumstance. It's the only reason. It's just because we've just happened to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. Now, why again? Because it's the Spirit of God that's doing it and not us. See, that's what we have to understand. It's not me. It's not you. It's just being available to be used by God. Again, what we call gifts is really God's enablements made possible by the very working of the Holy Spirit in and through us. Well, if that doesn't sound exciting to you, I'm not sure if anything can excite you, okay? I mean, think about it. Every time the outrageous happens, it happens because the very presence of God was working in you or me. I mean, isn't that exciting? I mean, isn't that what we kind of all really want? Don't we? I mean, if you're a true believer, don't you want the Holy Spirit to work in you? I mean, to do something crazy in you? To, to touch someone's life? To, to do what God wants to accomplish? I mean, if God wants to tell someone that he loves him, if someone is just down and just and completely out, and God wants to tell them how much he loves him, well, how's he going to do it? I mean, you have option number one. He can rip the sky open and put his God head through the clouds and say, Hi, I just wanted to tell you I love you today. And he doesn't do that on a regular basis, trust me. So he uses people. He uses us to reach out and touch other people. To say something that they, like, how did you know that? How did you, how did you know that, that I was hurting right now. Why would you come up to me? There's all these people all around. Why would you approach me and say that to me? Because I was just praying this morning that God, if you're real, show yourself. I can't even tell you how many times that's happened. 
I walked up and started talking to someone. They're like, I, I, I cannot believe you're talking to me right now. Well, why? Because I was just praying, God, if you could just show me, just let me know somehow that you care about me. And then all of a sudden I start talking. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's why we do not have to depend on our own talents. Do you understand? See, it's not about us. It's about just making ourselves available to be used. It's not about your gift. It's not about your boldness. You think, well, how could I ever tell someone about Jesus? I'm not a very bold person. I wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to answer any questions. It's not about you. It's about allowing God to work in and through you. Remember what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9.11. I again saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift. The battle is not for the warriors, and neither is bread to the wise, nor wealth to the discerning, nor favor to men of ability, for time and chance overtake them all. God's like, no, I'm just not looking for the champions out there to go out and serve me. Because men in their own ability, they will fail eventually. We see the greatest people in sports, and what happens? They hit that certain age, and they start to decline. They start to go downhill. Yeah, there's always the exceptions to the rule that seem to go a little longer than everyone else. But look, the fact is, when you hit 30 in basketball, 32, 33, you start really declining in your abilities. Yes, Kobe went a little bit longer. LeBron's going a little bit longer. But, you know, once you hit 35, I mean, it's like your your days are numbered to be competitive in that sport. And so, yes, there's always exceptions. That's why Tom Brady's with you, 42 or 43, and he's still quarterbacking, just one or two. Super Bowl, yeah, there's, it's a freak of nature. Yeah, it, it usually doesn't happen. But like 99 other percent of all quarterbacks, yeah, they, they have to throw it in because they can't keep going. You start to demise after a while. But see, the gifts of God, oh, they keep going. It doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how feeble you are. Doesn't matter how uneducated you are. Doesn't matter what your frailties are. God can use you in spite of of you. That's the whole thing. So champions are only champions until the next champion comes and dethrones him. But that's not what happens to us. Everyone eventually gets dethroned in the world, but not for the believer. As we submit to the power of the Holy Spirit, because the power is not us, it's him. We can accomplish all these things. Notice in verse 3 that only the true believer can say Jesus is Lord. Know this, the city of Corinth was filled with pagan ideologies. Verse 2 says, many were led astray. And there were some who, while claiming to be Christians, were actually not. They said that Jesus was just a man. They'll claim all kinds of things. Religious groups who claim to be Christians will say crazy things. The, The Jehovah's Witnesses will say that Jesus was Michael the Archangel. Yet they say all these things like he was a good example or just a prophet. Some will call him an angel. But, but know this, Jesus was not some guru, prophet, or an angel or just another good example to follow. Jesus claimed to be God in the flesh. He was taken to Pilate, the Roman governor, to be crucified. And what was his crime? Like, why did they crucify Jesus? Oh, because he died for our sin. No, 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 but why did they crucify him? Well, because he had to die for the sin of humanity. You know, no, no, I, I get that. But why did they crucify him? What was the reason that they actually took him and crucified him? They took Jesus and crucified him, and the, the penalty, the, the law that he supposedly broke was that he was guilty of blasphemy. 
Because he claimed to be deity. He claimed to be God. That's why he died. Because he was God and he claimed to be God. Yes, only those who believe will speak of Jesus as truly the Lord. Like when Jesus asked his disciples, well, who do you say that I am? It was Peter that stepped up. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Yes, these are the facts. We as believers are now filled with the Holy Spirit of God. When we ask Jesus to come inside of us, a piece of God comes inside of us, the Holy Spirit says, do you not know, do you not recognize that you're the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? So that's why we're all capable of being used by God because the Spirit of God dwells in each and every one of us who are true believers. See, we recognize that Jesus is the only one and the only Messiah, the Savior. God spoke this through Isaiah the prophet. And for those that don't recognize Jesus as God in the flesh, like they they don't recognize that. It's like, oh, well, Jesus was a good man. Oh, he was a good leader. 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says, in whose case the God of this world, Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan has blinded them. Oh, you think Jesus was just a prophet? You think Jesus was just a good man? Satan has blinded you. The God of this world has blinded you so you will not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Yes, they're blinded to this truth. But understand, there is one God, and God is, in his infinite wisdom, has chosen to reveal himself in three distinct personalities. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yet, he is one God. We see this threefold personality right here in verse 4 to verse 6. In verse 4, it says, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. Verse 5 says, a variety of ministries, but the same Lord. In verse 6, the variety of effects, which is the same God. So you have the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father. This is a great mystery, by the way, obviously, how God reveals himself in three distinct personalities. It's a great mystery. We'll, we'll see how it all works when we get to heaven. But nonetheless, it's three different personalities, yet one God. And one day soon, we'll see that as it is. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, in the next chapter, it says in verse 12, For we see now in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see him face to face. For now I know in part, but then I shall fully know, just as I have been fully known by him. So one day we'll see exactly how everything works. We're given bits and pieces now. But this brings up our second point, knowing the gifts. Let's get into the gifts here. Or it could be better said, the way that the Spirit will speak, the way that the Spirit will move, the way that the Spirit reveals things to us is through these gifts. And those who are open to be used and use these gifts, these are available to us by His Spirit, not by us picking what we want, but just by us being where we are at that moment and God wanting to use us. He'll drop any one of these gifts on us at any given time. So let's look at some of the ways Uh, these gifts pan out. As we read here in chapter 12, verse 7, it says, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. So we know because he tells us the Spirit of God is living in us, but he's going to say, but now you'll see the manifestation 
Like, you'll know the Spirit's in you when this stuff happens, okay? Uh, the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. There's a, there's a reason why God uses us. There's a reason why these gifts come out at times. There's a common good for it. For to one, it is given the word of wisdom. This is one of the gifts, the word of wisdom, through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge, according to the same Spirit. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. It's not like a bunch of different spirits here. It's one Holy Spirit that's inside of us. And to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10. And to another, the effecting of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the distinguishing of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. Not as I will, not as you will, as he wills. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app, available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 347-89, Los Angeles, California, 90034. 